Good morning. Today we will revisit the COVID situation in the USA as the Biden administration prepares to finalize its 1.9 trillion dollar America Rescue Plan. We will then discuss the US-Saudi relationship after Washington brought in sanctions on individuals for the killing of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi and finally look at India's oil refining capacities and its plans to expand it. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of March. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. Last week, US President Joe Biden's ambitious 1.9 trillion dollar COVID relief plan crossed the important hurdle of being passed in the Democrat-controlled lower house. Last Friday, after setting up a vote on the bill that Republicans see as being too liberal, the America Rescue Plan Act, as it has been labeled, was cleared, but with the possibility of being disallowed to be passed through simple majority in Senate. Last Thursday, a day before the bill was being tabled at the House of Representatives, US Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonnell ruled that the Biden administration cannot include an increase in the minimum wage to $15 per hour in the package to be passed by a simple majority. The unelected non-partisan interpreter of the Senate rule, who has held the position since 2012, said that the provision to include a wage increase in the relief package did not meet the strict requirements of reconciliation that allows the majority party to pass major legislations with a simple 51 vote majority in the 100 member Senate and would require the usual 60 votes for clearance. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has however vowed not to give up the fight. Following the Senate ruling, he said, quote, "We are not going to give up the fight to raise the minimum wage to $15 to help millions of struggling American workers and their families. The American people deserve it and we are committed to making it a reality." End quote. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also asserted that the bill would be passed with or without the minimum wage increase with Democrats continuing to push for the $15 mark. Democrats hope to pass the bill by mid-March when previous employment and jobless benefits are slated to expire. Among other things, the bill includes direct payments amounting to $1400 each for individuals earning less than $75,000 annually and phased out amounts for people with higher incomes. Married couples who file taxes jointly will receive two $1400 checks if their combined income is below $150,000. The bill also increases supplemental unemployment insurance to $400 a week. $100 rise from the present rate with present benefits slated to expire on March 14th. Economists agree that the US requires a major economic package to kickstart its economy at a time of such crisis. America remains the worst affected country due to the pandemic and has registered over half a million deaths in the worst health crisis it has seen in over a century. However, criticism against the massive stimulus plan has been steadily increasing. Apart from contention over the minimum wage, a group of analysts have termed the Biden plan a very risky move that may push the USA towards inflation. There is also growing concern that the plan could slow down the country's growth by starving the Biden administration of money it uses in deficit finance spending on short-term relief. Biden's plan to extend direct payments also stands in murky waters with the possibility of people choosing to save instead of spend, denying the economy of much-needed stimulus. Nonetheless, without a massive aid package, the USA would find economic recovery a much more difficult task, and the bill can be expected to see fruition with minimal changes. Moving on to some news about the two-month-old US administration's foreign policies, the Biden administration has announced sanctions and visa bans targeting Saudi Arabian individuals over the 2018 killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Last Friday, the US Treasury Department announced sanctions on a former deputy head of the Saudi intelligence services, General Ahmed Al Asiri, and the Saudi Rapid Intervention Force for their role in the journalist killing. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman was, however, excluded from being sanctioned. The US decision came after the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released the declassified report on Khashoggi's killing. 
Notably, the Saudi Arabian Crown Prince and de facto leader has been implicated in the report of having knowledge of and allowing the execution. The report said, quote, The Crown Prince viewed Khashoggi as a threat to the kingdom and broadly supported using violent measures if necessary to silence him, end quote. The US State Department has also announced a new visa restriction policy it named the Khashoggi ban on individuals who, acting on behalf of a foreign government, are believed to have directly engaged in serious extraterritorial counter-dissident activities including those that suppress, harass, surveille, threaten, or harm journalists, activists, or other persons perceived to be dissidents for their work, or who engage in such activities with respect to families or other close associates of such persons. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said that initially under the Khashoggi ban, the U.S.A. will impose visa restrictions on 76 Saudis believed to have been engaged in threatening dissidents overseas, including, but not limited, to the Khashoggi killing. However, it is too early to tell whether the Crown Prince would be a part of these 76 individuals. Nonetheless, since assuming office in January this year, Mr. Biden has made clear that he will adhere to his promise of realigning relations with Saudi Arabia and in a move snubbing the Crown Prince, has decided to hold bilateral talks with King Salman instead. Moving on to some news from the Asian continent, India's largest oil refiner and fuel retailer, the Indian Oil Corporation has announced a $4.5 billion expansion plan in one of its processing facilities. IOC said that it plans to expand the processing capacity of its Panipat refinery by two-thirds to 500,000 barrels per day within three years. Additionally, the company is also planning to expand another refinery at Haldia in the state of West Bengal. The move is in line with India's aim of increasing its oil refining capacity by 100% in the next 10 years. The country, according to Oil Minister Dharmendra Pradhan, aims to boost its refining capacity from the current 250 million tons per year around 5 million barrels per day to 450 to 500 million tons a year or up to 10 million barrels per day in order to meet growing domestic fuel demand as well as to export fuel. Last year, Mr. Pradhan had said that the refinery capacity additions will consist of both expansion of existing refineries and the construction of new ones. For India, which is one of the fastest developing economies in the world and the world's third largest oil consumer and crude oil importer, the move is a positive step towards boosting the country's petrochemical production capacity required to aid its rapidly expanding manufacturing sector. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.